Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line, Allison Blythe. Uh, Allison provides individual and group coaching and therapy services. She is a certified life coach. She provides uh, workshops, seminars, and also has a book titled Misunderstood, Rewriting the Rules. That's a tongue twister. Rewriting the Rules of Dignity and Self-Respect. Allison, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me here today. I, I'm I'm so glad you're here. Can you please um, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got to where you are today, and tell us a little bit about this book? Well, my mother would probably tell you I was born to do this work because I was always that kid who was bringing home stray animals, staying up late to listen to friends and all their problems. I think I've probably been a social worker since the day I was born. Um, So I've known from a very early age that this was the work I was meant to do. And I have also known pretty clearly that there was a book inside of me somewhere. I've been doing professionally this work for more than 25 years. And I, a lot of people get the privilege of loving their job. I am definitely one of them. I love the work that I do. And so Um, I have written my first book, and I'm incredibly proud of that. It is titled Misunderstood, Rewriting the Rules of Dignity and Self-Respect. And so it's just my offering. It's a little bit about a personal existential crisis is what I call it, an existential crisis that I went through and getting to a point where I was able to establish some of these guidelines for how I related differently to people. Because just because we do this work for a living does not mean we have it all mastered in our personal life. Amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's certainly true. I think what I think what's really interesting about, uh, you know, about this book is that especially for entrepreneurs, right? We are second guessing ourselves 180 times a day, Absolutely. right? And what happens is that, um, you know, it, it, it really affects, you know, our, you know, first of all, our own, like, you know, just that, uh, you know, the devil on your shoulder, the angel on your shoulder thing, mm-hmm. right? But it also, you know, comes down to, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? And how do I, you know, how do I project? you know, this confidence and, you know, this, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the aura, the, the it that I'm trying to portray as I'm, you know, getting new clients and all that. Can you tell me a little bit about why, what, uh, like what goes into and the why of rewriting the rules of self-respect? I, you know, I, I, 
Um, I find that topic pretty interesting because what happens is that, you know, many times in our lives, you know, like your confidence can be shaken from all kinds of different angles, right? You know, your girlfriend breaks up with you, you get fired from your job, get a divorce, you know, your kids, uh, your, your kid falls down in the ice rink and breaks their tooth, you know, true story. So, um, you know, all of those things, how does that happen? I love the fact that you're, we're talking about this in the realm of business because it's so incredibly true. I talk about in the book, uh, the SOS and what that stands for is the sense of self. It's 10 tools, the sense of self toolbox. And one of those tools is referred to as self-defining. We live in a world that defines for us from a very early age. We're taught basic concepts, uh, our culture, our family, religious exposure, neighborhood. They teach us the things that are normal and basic core definitions of things like success or wealth, happiness, what family or love looks like. And being a business owner, really, then you take all of that early childhood training that reinforces what maybe success or business is supposed to look like. And oftentimes what I find is that people try to put themselves in a mold. Well, what self-defining does is help you define for yourself. What is that basic concept of success, happiness, uh, fun, play, wealth? What do those basic concepts actually really mean to you? And building your business principles on that rather than the old familial or cultural belief system that may or may not even f- fit you anymore. We, we get to a point where we outgrow our clothes, we outgrow our school desk when, from the time that we were little. We don't do all of those things. But rarely do people stop and think, wait a minute, I know I was taught that, but does that really apply to me? Does this fit for my business? Am I headed in a direction that really suits me very well? Or am I doing the things in life that people expect me to do, want me to do? Am I carrying on a legacy that was more true for my family and my culture than really was for me? So self-defining is the ability to decide for yourself. What do you want your life, or in this case, your business to really reflect and what, how do you measure those levels of, of success and determination based on your own personal definitions, not some old writing of the rules? Yeah, not something that my fifth grade teacher told me I would never amount to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, so here's a fun fact. I dug up a, um, I dug up a old report card of mine from high school. Right. And I'm not going to go into the specifics of why I got straight F's that, uh, you know, that semester. Right. But, um, you know, it's there. And amazingly, out of all the report cards that I could find in my entire school career, like I end up finding this one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were going through it and, you know, like my daughter saw it. Right. And she was just like, uh, Papa, you got like, you know, you got all these F's. I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty tough time. Right. You know, and here I am, you know, like, you know, like 30, 40 years later. And it's like, uh, you know, got an MBA, you know, been running my own business for a long time. You know, I've been making things happen for other people. You know, it's like, yeah, I I got over all that, right? Let's talk about your one big tip. So you you introduced it already, which is, uh, you know, all about self def, uh, self-definition, self right? How do you apply that? Like, what are the like, what are the basic, uh, the basic building blocks that someone would need to go through and understand in order to make, you know, in order to help, uh, you know, project this self-realization to others. So 
uh, call me old fashioned, but I am a firm believer in putting pen to paper that a lot of times when we are just rolling around concepts in our own brain, if we're just thinking about something, putting pen to paper will allow you to determine what your own personal definitions are. Take some basic concepts. If we're really focusing on business, what does success mean to you? Pen to paper, putting some some of those words down, um, a technique like that I call clustering, put success in the middle of the paper and see what comes up. What of those are old training that that maybe you were taught and reinforced for you versus what actually fits for you? It's kind of like trying something, going into a dressing room and trying something on. Does this really fit and does it reflect your accuracy or is this something that you're doing out of old habit and training? So pen to paper, basic concepts where you begin to define what does success look like? What does my business really reflect of me? What are concepts like happiness? I know for me, one of my core business concepts is flexibility. I love the idea that I can have flexibility built into, and that's a definition of success for me that was not really taught and trained uh, when I was growing up. My dad is a business owner, and so he really reflects that six day a week. That doesn't apply to me. That's not successful when I have to be in the office six days a week. So what's your definition of success and pen to paper and get some clarity about what actually applies to you? You know, it's interesting. I, um, I thought about this in the context of boys growing up who are interested in sports and boys like me who just who can't figure out the game of football to save their life right and what would happen is i would see all these other kids you know like they would be um you know they would be like ultra competitive and they would always you know like always be you know like buddy buddy with each other and i would just be on the playground like y'all a bunch of monkeys like i i i have no I have no interest in doing any of that. Right. And what I find is, you know, how, you know, this is especially with some of the people that I've known throughout the years, right. That I knew were, you know, we're very athletic, uh, you, you know, back then, but now are not. And, you know, it's, it, it's always this, this uh, thing where just focusing on the sport, on the sportsmanship aspect, right. It doesn't always translate into, you know, if you're, you know, if you got all these awards when you were, you know, when you were doing sports in high school or college does not necessarily translate to you're going to be great, you know, in your adult life, in your career and all that, right? It's that that's so true. And I love the fact that you bring up gender differences, too, because I think that we're reinforced there that very sometimes very innocently, subtly, we're we're taught messages about the female roles versus the male roles and the pressure. I think kind of what you're what is normal for maybe males to to accomplish that sense of accomplishment is really big for you to define also. Um, so yeah, gender absolutely plays a, a part in people being well-trained and rehearsed. Now, sometimes those things really fit. Like if you get to a place where working six days a week or being really athletic is your true definition of, of what happiness or success looks like, fantastic. Include that in your definition. What I'm helping people look at is where the where's that old teaching misaligned with what actually really fits for you. You you probably wouldn't be someone who would select a career in football, right? It's not it's not really aligned with what you're passionate about. So what are the things that you're passionate about that you can include in that definition of of success? So I want to take this a step further. Right? So 
we've done the clustering exercise, right? You get a piece of paper, you write success on the top, and then you write all these, you know, whatever branches out from that. Do the same with wealth. Do the same with happiness. Great. You know, now I got three sheets of paper with a bunch of, uh, with a bunch of words on it. What's next? So the next step would be aligning your behavior. So another tool to branch off of that is, is really self-honoring and self-responsibility is a third tool. Where are you now aligning your behavior, taking responsibility for your own personal definitions? So you've got this clarification and you're right. Awareness is just, that's, that's actually one of the first tools. Self-awareness is one of the tools. And yet at the same time, if you're just really aware and you're not doing anything about it, self-honoring is, is where it really comes to action. And are you aligning behaviors? Are you changing? If you're a six-day-a-week person and you know that flexibility and more time at home would enhance your definition of success, what are you doing to really honor that part? And taking responsibility for yourself that if this is your personal definition of happiness and success, what are you doing about it to create that in your life? It would sound to me like that would be a great exercise to do alone, but I would imagine you really do need a coach to help you crystallize that, right? Because it's like, you know, just as you were speaking, I was thinking about, okay, yeah, I can write the word success on the top and write, you know, 20 things about what it means to me to be successful. And then actually you know, picking and choosing which one of the, which one of the, or which few of those aspects I can actually implement. Right. So one of my prior definitions for success was uh, like you said, the flexibility, right. Mm -hmm. And when I had the opportunity to not be home all the time, right. So Mm -hmm. for a guy, what does this mean? You get a divorce and you get the kids 50% of the time. Right. So once you get them 50% of the time, then it's like, wait a second, I don't need to be here the other 50%. Right. So I started traveling. Right. That was my therapy. That's how I got through everything. And I got to see a lot of places. Right. And part of my definition for success was, first of all, being able to to visit the people that I, you know, that I worked with virtually. Right. So, if you know, I, I have a development team in Argentina, for example. So I went to Argentina to go meet them. Right. Exactly. And that like once I like once I realized like that was a cool thing to do, because first of all, none of their other, you know, uh, people that contract them make the effort to go down to Argentina to go meet with them. Right. So it was really great, Mm -hmm. you know, to break bread with them and, you know, meet the team and even, you know, like the, you know, the receptionist and the the billing people, you know, everyone who I've ever come in contact with. Right. Yeah. And then what happens is that. That becomes almost like my my mantra, right? Where it's like, well, wait a yes. second. If I go and I visit everybody who I work with virtually, right? And and I actually almost hit this. I'm just missing one guy in India, right? But I was able to I was able to go to some really cool places, break bread with these people. And I think the best thing, at least the best part for my business, right, was now these people stay, you know, stay with me for a long time, right? This isn't just some contractor that's gonna be uh, you know, do a project and move on. No, these people want to work with me now, right? Because they know who I am. They see the personality. Now I'm not this posted size, you know, uh, you know, square on a screen, like I'm a living, breathing human being. And the same, you know, for me, for them. Once you, once you take all of this information and you help people talk out like, uh, you know, like that longer definition, just like what I did, right? Yeah. What do you see as the net result of coaching 
people to that level where you where you are actually teasing out all of that extra information that that creates who that person is. Yeah. You and I were talking about it a little bit even before the recording started, and I can hear it even as you're speaking. One of the things that happens when people walk through uh, the behavioral steps of these and they get really intentional with the awareness and the self-defining and then they start moving into the self-honoring and and self-responsibility is that there's an element of authenticity that starts to happen. One of the things, one of the reasons why I love my job is that it's just me. It, it, It is I show up to do the work. And so what happens is that when we build our business off of these principles of authenticity, we're self-defining, it allows us to bring our full selves into our business. So it's not going to work. It's really about showing up, breaking bread with people. I still see see people brick and mortar. You know, I know that a lot of people, kind of like what we're doing, we're wanting to reach more people and, and further places. And yet at the same time, the relational component is one of the dynamics of my business that I still do see people face to face. That's one thing authentically that I need to build into my business. So you you can have these elements where your true self gets to show up and people are so much happier because they're doing the work that they love because they've defined their own definitions of it. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love talking about this stuff because what happens is that it really helps tease out, you know, like some of the deeper, some of the deeper meanings of what these, you know, let's just call them guru words, right? You know, this is what, you know, this is what the... Uh, um, you know, people that get up on stage are like, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta build for success. You gotta build for happiness. And it's like, great. How do I do that, brother? You know? And exactly. it, if right. you don't have, and sometimes it's just not so easy to follow, right? Because you think like, well, what will, will that really make me happy? Right. Because, you know, I think we deal, I think we deal with a lot of uh, self-imposed truths about, you know, about who we are. And, you know, if you go down this path of, uh, you know, down a negative truth, you know, then it's like, you know, great, that could be that could be a path that, you know, will, will do material damage, you know, to your business. And it's real important to stay away from that. Yeah, I just don't think those things kind of I, I kind of teasingly say it's like walking around in clothes that don't fit like you're pinched off. And you spend your entire career doing that based on someone else's definition of what your life should really look like. And so this really allows you to to fit into something that's just so much more comfortable and authentic. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Allison, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly? Absolutely. My website is my name, AllisonBlythe.com, and I'm at info at allisonblythe.com. And I still have a landline, believe it or not, which is 859-341-7773. People can still call me and leave me a voicemail. (laughs) And I'm all over social media at Allison Blythe Life Coach. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. (laughs) You know, Thanks, Jeff. It's been fun. 